Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran previewing the Broncos week 14 home showdown against the Lions as they look to get back on track following the letdown loss in Kansas City. Talk about that. Talk about Javante Williams' big game as he was carrying the load for the first time all season. Draymond Jones turning the corner on the defensive line. Lions coming off their first win of the year and also will go over tight outs and wide ends for the Broncos, what they're doing lately, and some predictions for Sunday. So, Ryan, we'll start out. Let's go over that uh, 22-9 loss to Kansas City at Arrowhead Stadium. Obviously, Broncos entering the game as 10-point dogs, and offense pretty much nothing doing, special teams blunder, and really wasting a pretty dang good performance by the Broncos D, limiting Mahomes and Co. to just a touchdown. Yeah, uh, a totally disappointing performance. And, you know, defensively, the Chiefs made it look easy on those first two drives. Denver made some adjustments. Kansas City was so underwhelming on offense. I'm not sure what their issue is. They just seemed to get too fancy, got themselves in some long, long down and distances. But offensively, everybody's talking about that 20-play drive, which a drive that long is definitely admirable, but it's also an indictment, is you don't make any big plays. You need to convert two fourth downs because you got yourself in those situations. Um, I don't have a problem with Vic going for it on fourth and two from the eight. You know, his rationale was touchdowns against Kansas City instead of field goals. I totally get that, even though this Chiefs offense doesn't seem to be as powerful as years past. But making a 10-6, you know, uh, instead of staying 10-3 wouldn't have made a difference in the long run. And and there was some miscommunication on that play where it was got jumbled up before the snap. Yeah, and I'll start on third down. I thought it was a terrible play call. Uh, I think you're running it with effectiveness. Give it to Javante Williams. And, you know, I would love to have my, the coach's headsets on. You know, before that third down play, did Vic give Pat Shermer any insight? Hey, you got two shots here, Pat. To me, that would have meant run it, cut that distance in half at the very least because Javante would have fallen forward fourth and one from the seven. Smash mouth it, a couple tight ends, lead blocker, keep that drive going. Um, on fourth down, Teddy Bridgewater was under center. Javante Williams expected him to be in the shotgun, so Javante had to move over at the last second. And then Quinn Miners, I was talking to a former offensive lineman at halftime of the game. He says Miners just made a you know, rookie mistake. You know, he followed the he followed the play call. He thought Willie Gay was gonna was gonna knife do a down pursuit, follow the running back. He did. He went straight ahead, was unblocked that, and then Cushenberry got beat, which forced Williams to cut inside. But second half, I mean, right now this this Bronco offense is. They're just, they're just like, what can you hang your hat on um, besides the running game? You've got to be able to make some plays down the field in the passing. You've got to get Sutton involved. So uh, overall, the Broncos couldn't get any momentum coming off that game. Let's say they would have lost 24-21 or 27-24, something like that, where they knew they could play at the Chiefs. Instead, it was a just a you know the 12th chapter in the same book. Yeah, I mean – Going into the game, Justin Simmons said, hey, this is personal. Everyone in the building knows that. Everyone in the building is aware of this losing streak. But like you said, you can't really hang your hat on anything from that game. Like you took a step forward in in the matchup there against Kansas City. The divisional road still runs through Kansas City, and it, it runs through Kansas City even more after last Sunday's performance by the Broncos wasting that good defensive effort. Yeah, and, and what it does is it really does narrow their margin for error is – I think it's going to take 10 wins in the AFC to get 
a wild card spot means the Broncos got to go four and one down the stretch. That includes two division road games and a rematch with Kansas City. The Chiefs going to come here week eighteen. They're going to have something to play for. Seeding most likely, even if they have clinched the division. So, um, you know, right now the talk around the Broncos is that every game is like a playoff game. I mean, you can make a case that's true in week one because you don't want to dig yourself on a hole because look at the last two years of the Broncos. They 0-4, 0-3. They were out of it before the season got started. So, you know, what what we'll find out this week is, okay, is there a hangover from the loss? Because just the tone, just you could tell they were just frustrated. It's like, okay, what else do they have to do defensively to beat the Chiefs? And then offensively, they're just sort of running out of answers. And this is the First Orange Podcast brought to you by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. Give them a follow on Twitter at SIBetting. And now let's take a listen in to a word from our sponsor. Nothing else in the world can hold a candle to sports. It's why true fans actually cry when their team loses a close one. And why we channel the memory of a goldfish to believe again before the next game. Teams can be beat, but true fans are invincible. At Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, we get that. All of it. Because we love sports, too. We also happen to have the knowledge that comes from working alongside more athletes and coaches than any other sportsbook on the planet. We understand the game, not just the spread. So we made the sports book only Sports Illustrated could deliver. Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, the sports book by sports people. Download the SI Sportsbook app today. New players, when you bet $10, get $50 in free bets. New players only. Players must be over 21 located in Colorado. Qualifying bet $10 or more. Minimum odds minus 150. Free bet tokens credited after bet is settled and expire after seven days. Free bet stakes not included in winnings. Promo expires 12-31-21. Full terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Then, folks, this is the first Orange Podcast brought to you by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. So we just recapped the Week 13 loss to Kansas City. Now Broncos 6-7. and seven. they got to get it going again on this Sunday against the Lions at Empower Field. And Javante Williams, after carrying the load last week, 100-plus yards on the ground, 70-plus yards out of the backfield as a wideout or catching the ball out of the backfield. So he had a huge game, became the first Broncos rookie in franchise history with 100-plus rushing yards, and 70-plus receiving yards in a single game. Well, is it going to be back to the 50-50 carries this week, Ryan? What do you think? Melvin Gordon returning to practice on a limited basis here probably on Wednesday. Yeah, that's my hedge on 50-50 is, you know, Gordon has been out. And at the very least, I mean, you're hearing the hue and cry, you know, on social media, whatever, saying, you got to make Javante Williams the workhorse. They're not going to do it unless Melvin Gordon is inactive. They've liked their plan in the first 11 games of having just about an even split of work between Gordon and Williams. And I and I see the rationale in that is they feel Javante can be their guy for multiple years, so you don't want to overtax him because he, did, he didn't play that role in college. That said, he should start the game because – you know he will give this stadium a boost if they if they run it well on the first drive. And as everybody knows, this team has stunk on opening drives this year, ten points, twenty points, something like that. So, uh, you know, if Gordon's back, I mean, if Gordon is is limited in practice this week but active on Sunday, you know, do you go like you try and go like maybe seventeen carries for Williams, you know, ten carries for Gordon, and, and I and I think Mike Moon has earned a couple carries as well. So. Uh, it's a good problem to have if all three are healthy, but I think Williams did enough uh, rushing that he should start against Detroit. 
First Orange Podcast brought to you by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. So you just mentioned Mike Boone signed to a two-year contract in the offseason, obviously a special teams pillar, had the, had the quad injury in, in training camp and the joint practices at Minnesota, knocked him out for the first good part of the season, finally came back week six, first four games, didn't really play at all on offense. I think six snaps total, but finally, like you said, with Gordon out against Kansas City, Boone got the chance to be that backup role. He had uh, four carries for 36 yards, had a nice catch out of the backfield as well. So you think he maybe warts some more time and trying to get him? Because like you said, he knocked the rust off a little bit Sunday. Rust is going to reaccumulate if it just goes back to the Javante and Melvin Gordon show. But is there enough carries for three guys? Well, if they have a lead, you know, they're tar- you know if, you, if you rush 30 times, there should be. And, you know, I think Mike, you know, you said he carried four times. It just felt like he was more active than that because each time he carried it, he made, you remembered it, you know, the including the first one where him and Quinn Miners basically bulldozed their way down the field for a 14-year gain. So, you know, I think they have good depth there. And, uh, you know, you try and take advantage of it. And because right now the be- the Broncos' best course is until they prove otherwise is being able to control the clock and it's thing it's something uh, D- Detroit coach Dan Campbell said on Wednesday is what jumps out of the Broncos is they possess the ball and they don't really turn it over a lot granted they turned it over twice against Kansas City they're sort of in rally mode at that point but uh, you know to me it's you know, you know what you have at running backs you gotta start getting these other dudes involved though passing game First Orange Podcast brought to you by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. That's Ryan O'Halloran. This is Kyle Newman. So talked about Javante Williams kind of bursting onto the scene here. Obviously, he's been pretty well hyped all season. Another guy that's been pretty well hyped on the other side of the ball is Draymond Jones coming into his first year as a full-time starter, taking on a pretty big onus on that defensive line. And he's really stepped it up over the past month, Ryan. You look at the disruption, 16 and a half over the last five games and just four and a half over the first seven He's turned a corner here, and he's starting to carry that defensive line where Shelby Harris has had his ups and downs, and Mike Purcell has been dealing with the thumb injury, obviously. Yeah, I mean, Draymond, probably the first to he it was underwhelming his start to the year, and uh, you know the expectations were self-applied. He thought he could get double-digit sacks, and you know I made a, a comment on Twitter that in the Pittsburgh game, the only time you heard him was when he had the leverage penalty on the field goal. Uh, but to his credit, he stayed at it, and you know he's getting close on some of these pressures. He's getting a lot of pressures, so that that leads eventually to sacks. In theory, you mentioned Purcell. Uh, he was a healthy scratch on Sunday night, and I, I thought that was interesting uh, because he played a lot of nickel, which was basically their base against the Chargers. And so did, did McTelvin Ajim, he played nine snaps. So uh, to me, that was sort of confusing. I mean, I asked Vic about it on Monday. He said that was opponent-based because they were going to play a lot of nickel, which they did. But I think Purcell still has some value this week because Detroit, they, they don't make any mistake. They, they want to run it. They want to run it to set up the play action. They're old school that way. So I think I'd be, I'd be surprised if Mike Purcell is not active on Sunday. First Orange Podcast brought to you by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. Appreciate you listening in to today's show. Give them a follow on Twitter at SI Betting. And moving on here, let's talk some gambling talk. Naturally, starting with the Broncos, favorite at home. They've not done so well as a home favorite so far this year, but seven and a half point favorite at home, over under 42 points. Thoughts on both those lines, Ryan? 
Um, you know, I like the I like the Broncos uh, get, uh, covering that, and we'll get to our official prediction later. I think the Lions coming off that thrilling win over the Vikings, their first win, they're one ten and one. You know, they had a bunch of guys sort of take the day off on Wednesday with flu-like symptoms. So, I think there is going to be a letdown from a team that bust their butt to get that first win. Had played a lot of close games. 0-5 in one possession games before they beat the Vikings. I think it's natural to have a little bit of a letdown and say, whew, at least we're not going to go an 0 for. And then, then you come and play at altitude. Broncos need this game, so I would pick the Broncos to cover that spread. And I, I'll bet, I would bet the over. And then looking around the league at some other games, three other ones of note. Las Vegas Raiders, plus 8.5 underdogs on the road to Arrowhead Stadium against the Chiefs divisional matchup yeah i mean i think the raiders are you know just about done even though they are six and six that was a bad loss at at home to washington because they had extra rest the the, uh, washington was coming across country on a short week but um i do think they keep it close i think their cars better quarterback than anything the broncos have i think he's going to take advantage of the chiefs defense a little bit more than the broncos could i like the chiefs winning straight up but i do think the raiders would uh with the points that that would be the bet Again, First Orange Podcast, Kyle Newman, Ryan O'Halloran, brought to you by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. Two more for you, Ryan. San Francisco, minus one at Cincy, and Dallas, minus four at the Washington football team. Yeah, I threw the Bengals in there. They're hosting San Francisco uh, because the Bengals come to mile high next week. They look terrible against the Chargers. I mean, they spotted L.A. 24 nothing hole. Try to get back in the game, but then turn it over again. Disappointing loss to the Bengals. 49ers had their own disappointing loss. They lost at Seattle. Seahawks are terrible. Fake punt scored a touchdown. So uh, I think the Bengals bounce back, and I think they win as a one-point dog. And then um, the what's the other game? Dallas minus four at Washington. Yeah, that's an interesting game. I mean, Washington, when they left my high, they're two and six. They're terrible. I mean, they ran all those plays inside the 30-yard line, couldn't punch it in. They haven't lost since. So they're 6-6. Six and six. Dallas is 8-4. and four. I think Dallas wins that game. They do cover. They've had more rest. Um, and I just think the Cowboys are better. And there's going to be a ton of Dallas fans at the Washington Stadium, as there always is. First Orange Podcast brought to you by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, SISportsbook.com. Sports Illustrated has been bringing fans deeper into sports since 1954. That's over 65 years of sports insights and knowledge and six years before there was pro football in Denver. While other sportsbooks know gaming, SI Sportsbook knows the game. It's betting built with a combination of actual sports knowledge and true sports passion. It's a sportsbook for real sports fans because it's made by real sports fans. And of course, it's the perfect time to get your bet in on the game right now at SISportsbook.com. We just went over all the Week 14 lines, and they're all up there at SISportsbook.com. If you've tried other apps, you need to try the SI Sportsbook and get the true fan experience. Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, the sportsbook that wrote the book on sports. So back to the show here to conclude with a couple more topics. You mentioned Lions finally getting a win, getting off the schneid, uh, 1-10-1 now, but primed for maybe a disappointment after playing so many close games in a row and like you said really emptying the tank to get that last second win against the vikings yeah and if i'm the broncos you, know, you got to be aware of them because detroit what they've shown is they play physical uh, broncos have had trouble at times this year stopping the run lions can do that so you know try and stop them on first and second down force jared goff to make some throws chances are he's probably not going to do it you know one thing for the broncos offense though is Noah fan hasn't had a touchdown in a while Cortland Sutton isn't catching a lot of passes. 
Tim Patrick didn't catch a lot of pass last week. You visited with Noah Fant for practice on Wednesday. You know, what was sort of his take on how he can get more involved? Yeah, he admitted, hey, it's it's been a little bit of a dry spell for the tight ends. You know, he, Albert O, uh, Fant hasn't had a tight end. Fant hasn't had a touchdown in five games. So he said, hey, we just got to take advantage of our opportunities when they come in the red zone. We got to have a little more yards after catch and try and, you know, make some more big plays like we saw Alberto make a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and, and, and one thing I'll defend Noah and Albert on is you got to put them in position to get yards after the catch. And, you know, yeah, these like flat routes yeah, and like where you have to make the catch as you're heading out of bounds and then flip your hips and turn up field when you're being covered. That these are two big men that can't go first gear to fourth gear very quickly, because that's just physics. I get I get both those guys moving down the seam. And you mentioned Albert's sixty-four yard catch against the Eagles last month. That was that was an over route where he caught it in stride and he had room to turn it up, and then he was off to the races. Get both these guys a full head of steam. They can make plays. To me, the biggest concern, though, is Sutton. Uh, his numbers, when Jerry Judy is active, are not very good. Um, you know, They say it's a coincidence. I say it's absolutely not a coincidence because— Well, Jerry Judy won t- zero touchdowns this year. Yeah, and they like Jerry on the— tunnel and bubble screens because he probably can get going a little bit faster uh teddy just was not accurate against kansas city on some deep shots to sutton and patrick i'll defend teddy on one the deep post Cortland just looked like he slowed up a he, little bit gave up on the play wasn't expecting the yeah. ball because he saw double coverage he saw the safety up top you still gotta keep running because you can just draw a 50-yard penalty in that, on that play so uh that said as much as we want to get these tight ends and receivers involved and watch them more the best course is the is is to use what you have doing well right now, and that's the running game. So you know, one thing Vic has 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 mentioned is marrying the run in the pass. That means play action. That means formations uh, that make it look like it's either or. Uh, so maybe more two tight end personnel against the Lions, and uh, see if this offense can get off the uh, get, you know sort of get out of that slump they had against Kansas City, which they were not good at all. And this is the First Orange Podcast brought to you by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com, at sibetting on Twitter. So we'll close the show with some predictions. I will go first. I picked against the Broncos last week, and it was a much closer prediction than what the actual score was. Now I'm going to flop that, and I'm going to go Broncos 24, Lions 10. I think a big win, a statement win against a bottom-of-the-barrel team that they got to have, and going into next week, another winnable game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals, thank you. Your prediction now, Mr. Howard. Well, you start start by saying – Use the phrase, well, if they don't win this one, well. If they don't win this one, our job at Dove Valley is not as interesting. Yeah, and you're, <laughs> you're thinking about coaching searches, and yeah. including a new owner. I think the Broncos come out, they're going to win 27-14, so an easy cover on that. Uh, and uh, I do think they'll run it uh, 35 times, sort of just sap the clock that way. And it sets up, it sets up uh, you know, pretty much to use a wrestling term, a loser leaves home uh, game uh, a week from Sunday with the Bengals coming in. First Orange Podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. Appreciate you listening in to today's show. That's been Ryan O'Halloran alongside Kyle Newman. Head to denverpost.com slash broncos for continued coverage of the team through week 14 and beyond. And until next time, folks, take it easy.